The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. James Patterson is the world's best-selling author with such psychological thrillers as Kiss the Girls, Along Came a Spider, the Alex Cross series, and nonfiction works like The House of Kennedy and now The Last Days of John Lennon on the 40th anniversary of Lennon's death. James Patterson joins me now from his home in Florida. Hey. James, how are you and how have you been these, these last few months? Uh, you know, not bad. I, I'm lucky because I spent a lot of time writing, so I'm, I'm in my office a lot anyway. I work from home, so it, it, it's not as, as brutal as, as it's been for some people. I suppose for writers, it's what you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, somebody said you're lucky if you find something you like to do in life, and then it's a miracle if somebody will pay you to do it, and that's my gig. Right. I, don't, I, I, I don't feel I work for a living. I play for a living. Um, and obviously, the latest is is this Lennon book, The Last Days of John Lennon, which is a, a, a passion project. Um, I was actually I was living on Central Park West, nine blocks from the Dakota, which is where he was. He was shot in front of the Dakota apartment building, and uh, I went up there. I, I I heard it. I, I believe I heard the news on um, Monday Night Football, and I walked right. up there. I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the book. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, Dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. Frank, indeed it is. And there were already, uh, you know, 100 or more people outside the building. They were playing, you know, Beatles music. And um, the next day I went, and there were hundreds and hundreds of people. And they would, the, the crowds would just sing songs. They'd sing, you know, Give Peace a Chance or imagine etc cetera, etc cetera. so it was emotional numbing etc and and i wanted in the book i wanted to uh i wanted to tell the story of the beatles i wanted to tell the murder story and i also wanted to tell the love story be- between john and, and yoko which was very real and at the time people didn't accept it but i think we're more open right now than we were back in in the late 70s yeah, you know, James, my morning show, we were lucky enough to interview Yoko quite a few years ago. She could not have been more more sweet and genuine, and I think our opinion certainly changed of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it was it was it was a real love story and they're they're both artistic and it was a it was a really great fit. And they were devoted to each other. The house <laughs> I'm in in Florida is connected by a bridge to the house next door. John and Yoko owned that house. And they were refurnishing it um, when 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 he was shot. That's loved it down here. He he loved to sail. And if you think about a lot of the songs that they, you know they're in England, you know, with, when they were with the Beatles, and it's drab and rainy and whatever. But a lot of their songs are sun 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 sun. You know, right. so and here in Florida, that's there it is. <laughs> 
I mean, here today, here's the sun. It's it's out. You know, I was working in my first radio newsroom when I heard that Lennon had been shot. I was right out of college. And for me and so many baby boomers, I know you can relate that it was every bit as shocking as all of the assassinations we went through in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. in some ways, even more shocking in that with the politicians, you'd go, Okay, they're politicians, and you know maybe somebody didn't like their politics. With Lenin, you go seriously. That's why it was that famous photo. I actually have it in my office, uh, and actually a friend of mine uh, took it, uh, Harry Benson, and it's that shot of of the, the the thing in Central Park, and somebody has this big banner up that just says "Why?" And I think that's where everybody like, why would you shoot? John Lennon, why? You know, that's a crazy. Mark David Chapman wanted to kill someone famous, although he finally settled on Lennon, but it could have easily been... I think Lennon was in his sights from the beginning, and then he had a couple of alternatives along the way, yeah. What were the alternatives? Nixon was one, I think. You know, John and Yoko, it was a case where they were walking around New York City. They felt like they could disappear because of the size and scope of this city. But And they never had a bodyguard. But uh, at the same time, John kind of had a fear they of being shot. had somebody on and off a little bit. But right. I mean, you know, one of the journalists there ran into him, uh, Gerardo Rivera. And uh, this is weeks before. And he couldn't believe that they're wandering around New York with no bodyguard. But, you know, and I think part of it was John felt that he was a man of the people, working class here or whatever. He never was totally full of himself. He's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I write rock songs, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. And I thought he, I think he just felt, you know, like he, he wanted to be able to blend in. And I think Yoko was sort of the same way. And, and, and even I think when they walked around New York, it wasn't like, Look at us, you know. I think they they tried to sort of blend in, not you know, not totally disguised, but certainly. I mean, some people who were like that, and and they and and they, and they dress in a way where you're going to notice them. This was a moment in time for Lennon, who was staging a comeback with his Double Fantasy album, which I guess made it it even more emotional for the fans, didn't it? Because he was kind of reemerging. Well, I think, and and one of the things that, you know, the the more I I read and and, uh, got into the stories... He was becoming a more complete human being. He he had he had evolved into becoming a really good dad with Sean. He used to cook a lot. Yeah. He I, he and, and Yoko were very close at that point, and and you know and he had just done his first album in five years, and uh, you know that to me that to me made the shooting even worse. Yeah, because we were all enjoying new music from him and just thinking, oh, man, this is yeah. going to be great for the next several years. James, you interviewed some some really big names for the book, like Paul McCartney. What insight did you get from Sir Paul? Well, I think the thing with Paul McCartney is, you know, clearly they were um, competitive as Beatles. They both wanted to be the leader of the band kind of a thing. Um, so that was always an issue between them. Then it got much worse after the Beatles broke down, where they really got unpleasant with one another for a couple of years. Yeah. Then, you know, they slowly became closer. And I think with Paul, I think he, he, I think he loved John. I think he misses him. I think he feels terrible about, you know, the kind of the petty stuff that they did to one another. 
you know, I think for for Paul, uh, you know, he almost wishes the Beatles were still around. I mean, certainly for a lot longer than than they were together. Yeah, certainly, and he's and he's still playing their music. That's for sure. I, you know, I really liked how you juxtaposed the dialogue of Lennon and Mark David Chapman and and built this tension until their paths finally crossed. Yeah, well, that was certainly that was a, uh, it, the first draft. Um, there was even there was much more about Chapman. I just I, I didn't feel Chapman was that interesting, and I and I didn't want to. Yeah. I just wanted I didn't want the book to be about Chapman. Yeah, and many writers in the past don't even mention his name to to give him any kind of exposure. It was really great how you had collaborated with writers Casey Sherman and Dave Wedge, who are sort of uh, your archaeologists, aren't they? They did a lot. They did most of the research. Um, they they did most of the first draft. I just felt in subsequent drafts that that as I said, I I, I wanted it to go a slightly different direction. Uh, I, I wanted to tell the Beatles story. You know, people, we, we, we just assume if, you know, especially if you follow the Beatles and everybody, people don't know, especially under 40, they don't know the Beatles. They know pieces, but they don't know that much. I just did, I did a book with Kwame Alexander about uh, Muhammad Ali when he was a kid back in Louisville. Right. He came out. And um, this um, um, teacher from Michigan sent us a, a video. He said he loved the book, and he's been teaching it to the kids, 26 kids in his class. And he said, 26 kids, none of them knew who Muhammad Ali was. <laughs> yeah. We just don't realize how little people know about lot. Like a lot of people, they'll know the name John Lennon, they'll certainly know the Beatles, and they'll know a lot of the songs, but they don't know the story. And the story's mind-boggling. It's it's an unbelievable, you know, racks to riches or whatever the heck. Uh, uh, not just riches, but just the fame and the adulation and, uh, you know, and trying to handle that. It's a great take on, on that story. It's James Patterson's The Last Days of John Lennon. It's available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. James, an honor. I'm a big fan, and I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. There he goes, James Patterson. He's put together an amazing narrative that is enriched by interviews with McCartney, Elton John, and many others. And that finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.